How are you guys doing this morning? You guys doing good? But I'm so stoked that I get to just share a little bit of what God has placed in my heart. And, you know, like every time I get the chance to, you know, to speak, um, you know, I, I, uh, it's more like a sermon, I guess. But this morning, I just want to share with you a little bit of a kind of like a devotional that, again, like God was speaking to my heart, and I hope, and I hope that I will speak to you too. Um, Sam and Michelle are not here, so that means we're good to go. You know, thank you guys for coming. Have a great day, and yeah, tough crowd. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, so let's just let's just pray, shall we? Can uh, let's just let's just ask the Holy Spirit to be here in this place, and for Him to speak to us. Um, I believe that God has a word for at least one person in this place, and I'm and I'm more than happy to to share that with you. So let's just close our eyes and let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that you give us just to be here and to be able to worship you with freedom and to be able to sing song to you god thank you for the message of the songs that speak to our hearts so today god we just open our ears we open our hearts for you to speak to us holy spirit will you just bring a fresh word god i have prepared myself as much as i could but i need your holy spirit i need your presence to speak to me i need your presence god just to bring a new word into my heart father we're just ready to hear you speak we thank you, and we love you, God. And you know, we prayed. Everyone said, amen and amen. Hey, I want everyone just to open your Bibles and Mark, Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Mark, Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Holler at me if you're there. Make some noise to me so that way I know that you're there. You're ready to read from God's word. Mark, yeah, if you, need a, if you need a Bible, just raise your hand. And um, the gentleman, the good-looking gentleman, will hand out a Bible to you. Yep. Mark 5, 25-34. And the scripture, the word of God, reads like this. And a woman, a woman was there who had been subject to for bleeding or to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, because she thought, "If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed." Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, "Who touched my clothes?" You see the people crowding against you. His disciples answered, "And yet you ask, who touched me?" But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Um, today's 
title, um, it's Faith Over Fear. Faith Over Fear. How many of you guys like or enjoy having to step out of your comfort zone? You want one? Um, maybe for some of you guys, um, you guys like patterns. Maybe for some of you guys, you like to do the same thing over and over again. Simply because you feel comfortable. You don't feel weird. You don't feel, you don't feel ashamed. You don't, you know, just, just, that's your thing. For me, I hate having to step out of my comfort zone. Like I get really nervous. Uh, my English starts to fail. Uh, I start thinking Spanish. So I start speaking Spanglish. And at the end, I start speaking Spanish. Uh, so when I first started dating, what's not now, my fiance. Dang, my fiance. Woo-hoo. Ay, 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 my fiance. Um, <laughs> the first time I started, well, actually just going out, I invited her, you know, for a couple of dates. But then she tells me, hey, if you want to date me, if you want this to be serious, then I want you to ask my dad so that you can date me. Uh, everything was fine until then. Uh, I didn't know that I was supposed to ask permission to her parents or her dad to, so that I could just date her to take her out to a couple of dates. And she was like, if you want, if you want this to work out, then that's going to be the first step. I was like, you know what? Done. Easy. I got this. No worry about it. When can I meet with your parents? She's like, okay, meet next week. (laughs) Done. The day before, I didn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I kept going to the bathroom. (laughs) I was really nervous. I was like, you know what? Everything is going to be fine. Um, You know, I think this is my thing. Like, I don't, I'm not a scary her dad. I'm not a scary parents. I think it's going to work out. I practiced the same lines over and over again in front of the mirror. I was like, you know what? This is going to be fine. Um, Again, I only had like three hours of sleep. I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was so afraid. I was like, wait, but what if her dad says no? Um, nah, but I think she's gonna, he's going to like me. But I'm like, but, but, but what if, what if, what if, and this is a serious like thought. What if he doesn't like brown people? I was like, no, I can't, man, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't think that way. But I was like, you know what? This is going to happen. I went to her house. I met not just with her dad, but her dad asked the mom to come and the brother to come to the room. All of them were sitting in a couch and I was sitting in a different couch by myself. I was so nervous. Like my hands were so sweaty. I was like, excuse me, is that okay if I go to the bathroom? So like in five minutes, I probably went like four or five times. Their parents, they could tell I was nervous. And, and my fiance was like, you know, it's okay. Like everything is going to work out. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like, I, I, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Anyways, I just started, you know, started talking. Um, started asking about their days. How is work? Um, great, you know, the weather is nice. It's great. I just didn't know what to say. But at the end, it was like, you know what, guys? Okay, I have something to tell you. 
uh, Megan's dad, uh, his name is Kevin. Kevin, I have a question to ask. I've been praying about this. I've been fasting about this. And I know that I know that I know, but I want to ask you this. And he's like, okay, what is it? And I was like, Kevin, would you like to date your daughter? And he's like, what? I mean, no, no, no. Can your daughter date you? And, and he was like, excuse me? And I, and I was just so scared. I was like, and, and, and Megan is like, it's, just, just say it. Like, it's okay. Wait. Can I have permission to date your daughter? He looked at me pretty serious. Huh. You want to date my daughter, huh? I was like, yeah. But that time inside of me, I was about to throw up. I was like, please, Lord, please do not leave me alone. Please, I need you. And he was like, well, let me think about it. It's like, cool. Okay, great. I think that's great. I think that's a great answer. Perfect. Right when I was about to get out of the couch, because it was really awkward, I was about to go grab some water. He's like, just kidding. Yes, you can date my daughter. I was like, thank you. Thank you. But then when I asked her to marry, to marry her, it was even worse. But I don't, I don't want to go there. Um, for me to step out of my comfort zone, and to be able to ask something of someone that I wasn't too sure how was he going to respond. I wasn't too sure if he was even going to like me. But in order for me to accomplish or to get what I wanted to have, I had to step out in faith. And believing that I was going to get that one way or another. But in order for me to get that, I had to step again out of the comfort zone. Out of the zone that made me feel comfortable. And fortunately, he said yes. When we read Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34, we read that there's a woman, right? She's been having uh, issues, health issues. And in order for for her to get the help that she needed, in order for her to be healed... She had to step out of her comfort zone. She had to just just do the unthinkable. And if you read in the scripture, this is what we're going to do. I want to, when I was reading this, I took four things, four, four, four takeaways for me. And the first one that we see in this woman, that I could see in this woman was, faith overcomes the woman's difficulty. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? Difficulty. Do you guys know why I get nervous when I ask? Is dead? Faith overcomes the woman's difficulty. Yeah. So let's read verse 25, okay? And the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She's not mentioned by name at all. 
She had, she's been sick for 12 years within a normal bleeding condition. Her blood wouldn't clot normally. And her constant bleeding caused her to be weak, very tired, very frail, and drained of energy. Can you guys imagine this lady having to deal with that sickness for 12 years? When someone like that was having problems like this woman, that person automatically became unclean. When that person became unclean, that means she couldn't, she couldn't be around with other people. When that person became unclean, society, family, friends, they looked her away. Like every time that she wanted to go out, she couldn't do it because she was automatically unclean. When someone came in contact with that person, that person automatically became unclean as well. She was banned from the temple. She was banned from her friends and family. She could not do any activity. Pretty much, she was always away from the crowds. Now, how many of you guys this morning, and, and, and I'm speaking from myself. There's times that I come to church, okay? There's times when I am standing here leading worship or speaking or sitting in the chairs. And there's times where, to be honest with you, I feel unclean. I feel dirty. I feel ashamed. And the last thing I want people to know, and the last thing I want the pastors, my leaders to know, that I have sinned. Have you ever felt like that before? I have. Many times. That I come to this place, and to be honest with you, sometimes I'm even afraid because I don't know what Jesus is going to think about me. I'm unclean, so I don't want people to know the things that I've done. I don't want people to know what I saw last night. I don't want people to know my behavior because if they know, I don't think they're going to be my friends. Man, I don't, I don't, I think, I think I'm going to be really ashamed. Maybe this morning you feel or you are in the same place where you feel like you're not good enough. Maybe you're hearing these words this morning and you're thinking, well, if people, if the person next to me knew what I have done, I don't, I don't know if they would really like me. But you know what? This woman was in the same place. She was so fragile. She felt so dirty, so unclean. She didn't know what was happening to her. But she heard that a guy, and a man named Jesus was coming by. And in order, for her, in order for her to get what she needed, she had to step out of her comfort zone. And her faith had to overcome her difficulty. Difficulty. I should have put a different word there. And her difficulty was that she wasn't clean. Dang it. I'm almost done with that point. I want to get over to that. She wasn't clean. She was frowned upon. People looked at her with disgust. But you know what? When I read God's scriptures and says that nothing that I do, nothing that I say, nothing that I act upon will ever, ever, ever separate me from the love of God. 
And if you're here this morning with the sin, if you're here this morning with shame, if you're here this morning with condemnation and just feel like people, people will look uh, uh, down on you, let me tell you that Jesus is here in this place and he's willing to forgive you. He's willing to love you. He's willing to restore you. He's willing to pick you up so that you can become the woman and the man that God has called you to be. Can you say amen to that? This woman, her faith, how to overcome her difficulty. Do not let your sin, do not let your issue to keep you away from Jesus. Do not let the things in your life to keep you away from the people that care the most for you. Do not let your issues to keep you away from your pastors that can minister and pray for you right now. She overcame the difficulties in her life. Number two, difficulties. Gosh. Faith overcomes the woman's despair. Verse 26 says this. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. You know, most people have spent their health to get their wealth. But as you grow older, you're willing to spend your wealth to get your health. I'm going to say it again. Most people, a lot of people have spent their health to get their wealth, to get their possessions. But as they grow older, they're willing to spend their wealth to get their health. It was so interesting because as I was reading, as I was preparing for this, and, 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 and I want you guys to picture this for a moment. And the problem of, of this woman was that she had bleeding problems, which means, in other words, she couldn't stop having her period. For 12 years, every day, okay, so that was a problem. All the energy, everything that was inside of her, like everything was just gone. And check this out. As I was reading, in ancient writings, the doctors back at the day, they had different cures. And check this out. One of them was to, for the inflicted to carry the ashes of an ostrich egg and a linen bag in the summer and in cotton bag in the winter. And that was just like the, the nicest one that I could find. So whoever was suffering from this kind of illness, they had to do that every year until, you know, the beliefs were until you were healed. But the other things that these women probably did was that burned or burning the infected area. When someone like that had a bleeding issue, in order for that bleeding to stop, they had to burn their infected area. So, can you guys imagine the desperation from this woman to try to burn herself? In order 
for her to stop being unclean, for her to be accepted, and for her issue to be healed. Can you guys imagine the pain of this woman? Can you guys imagine the desperation for her to be healed and to be normal like everyone else? And this woman, I'm imagining like she tried every possible cure. She tried every possible doctor. The scripture says that she was wealthy, but she gave everything away. And she just wanted to find something, a cure, someone that will be able to help her with the issue. You know, but the thing is, her faith was not the problem. The problem was the object of her faith. That's what failed her. There's been many times in my life where I think that I have it all together. Oh, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor's kid, so it's all going to be okay. I pray, and the sin and the struggle that I've been, that I've been having for many years, it will go away. Oh, I, I can deal on my own. Psh, I don't need people. And the more I try to fix myself, the more I try to overcome my sin, the more I try to overcome my, uh, my needs and my necessity from God, instead of running towards God, I run away from God. And I've done a lot of things. I've talked to the wrong people in order for me to overcome my need. I don't know how many of you guys have felt this way. You're like, you know what? Like, I can't talk to anyone because simply they're just going to make fun of me. Maybe a lot of you guys, like me, sometimes I feel like this emptiness in my life. That I want to be able to try everything and anything possible in order for that uh, uh, emptiness to be filled. Maybe there's things in your life that you want to fill up with the things of this world, with the things that you watch, and they just feel like you can't give up and you want more and want more. But yeah, there's still emptiness in your life. You try to get friends. You try to get wealth. You try to do different things in this world, but never or anything will satisfy you like Jesus will. This woman tried everything. She harmed herself. She spent all the money that she had. She did everything that she could. The only thing that she never did was to turn towards Jesus. And that day when Jesus was coming by, she was like, you know what? Today is the day. I've done everything. I give everything away. I only have one solution. And that solution was Jesus All of her despair had to be overcome by her faith. Now, if we read verses 27 and 28, it says this. When she heard about Jesus, she came out behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, well, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Back then, the priest or the uh, the Jewish leaders, they obviously they used to they used to wear long robes, but then they used to they used to wear like um like a shawl. You know you know what a shawl is? 
And in each corner, they, they used to have these little tassels hanging from each corner. Okay, so when the, when the priest or when the rabbi used to come into the public and now with the people, he used to put a shawl and, that, and that's when he used to do his prayers. That's when he used to pray for people. And what he's talking about here, Jesus, the Messiah, he was wearing one of these shawls. And this woman knew, you know what, I don't even have to talk to Jesus because I don't know how he's going to respond. The only thing that I have to do, I don't even have to be in front of him. I don't even have to tell him my need. I don't even have to have a conversation. If I can only touch, just, just grab, just at the end of a tassel, I know that I'm going to be healed. That's all I need to do. And nothing else, nothing more. If I'm able just to reach that tassel that, you know, um, uh, that, is, that is hanging from him, I know that I'm going to be healed. Man, I think this is, this is powerful because her faith overcame her desperation. When you come to church, when you come to this place, or when we come to this place, how many times have we acknowledged her brokenness? This woman understood her problem, her issue. This woman clearly understood the power of Jesus. But sometimes for us, circumstances of life have made us to doubt the power of Jesus. But this morning, I believe with my whole heart that this morning Jesus is in this place and he's willing to have a conversation with you. This morning, Jesus is in this place. The presence of God is in this place. That you and I, if we could only admit what we have done wrong, if you and I, we understand that without Jesus, we can do nothing. If you and I have the courage to say, God, I need you in my life. Will you just come and rescue me? Will you just come and deliver me? Will you just come and free me? I need you. Man. How many times have we had those couple prayers, that desperation in our voice? Jesus, come and fix my brokenness. The desperation of this lady, that despair from this lady... She was like, I don't even have to talk to her or see him. I only have to touch him. And that's it. And let me tell you this morning that whatever your issue might be today, whatever you might be going through right now, maybe with your family, friends, with anyone, you know, if you only you and I can come to Jesus, you know what? You and I, we're going to be restored. You and I, we're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. I can't even imagine the desperation of this woman. The more I was reading, the more I was studying, I was just like, wow. Sometimes for me, it's even hard to admit when I'm wrong. 
Sometimes for me, it's even hard just to come in this place when I'm fine, when I'm healthy, and I, and I don't even want to sing. I don't even want to worship. You know, sometimes it's even hard for me to believe in Jesus. Eh, it's all good. But something happens, something supernatural happens when you and I have an encounter with the living God. I have experienced it myself. I am where I am, not because I'm good. I am where I am, not because my abilities to do stuff or my skills. I am where I am because the love and the grace of Jesus has placed me where I'm at. But you know what? Sometimes it's hard to admit. Sometimes it's hard to come to a place where I say, God, I need you. Will you just come and touch me? Because the majority of the times, I think I can do it on my own. The majority of the times, I think, well, time will heal. Time will make everything better. But it doesn't. What you and I need right now is a touch from the Holy Spirit. And if you have never experienced the power of God, and if you have never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, well, let me tell you something. Today could be your day. Today could be your day. Maybe you have come to church for many years, and you, and you hear about the name of Jesus, you hear about the, the Bible, but you have never, ever, ever had an encounter with God. If that's you, I believe that today is a day. And not because the things that I say, and not because the pastors, not because the leaders, but because Jesus has given everything for you, that he wants you to be the person that God has called you to be. And last one, faith, her faith brings her deliverance. And then we read verses 29 says this. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. After 12 years of torment, after 12 years of suffering, after 12 years of hurting or harming herself, after 12 years of giving everything away, after 12 years that she was struggling with the same issue, feeling unclean, feeling dirty, feeling ashamed. The key word in here, when she touched him, it says immediately, immediately, the woman felt something inside of her. When you and I have an encounter with Jesus, something happens immediately. If you're here this morning and you're lost, if you're struggling with your faith, with your sin, whatever you have in your life, Jesus can change it immediately. But you know what? It's going to be up to us. Because God is more than willing to do everything that he wants. But it's going to take for us to step out of the comfort zone. It's going to take a lot of trust. It's going to take for, for us just to believe and to trust that God will be more than able to change my circumstances.
The Bible says that when he touched that tassel, immediately she felt that something inside of her changed. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. When my parents, my parents were pastors. When my parents were pastoring in Mexico, we used to pastor to reach out to a lot of gangs. Um, And there was a lot of like neighborhoods, parts of the town that people could not get in unless you were part of the neighborhood, unless you were part of the gangs. And I remember one day, my parents invited me to, used to go with them and, 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 and witness to these people. And I mean, it's, it's a different world. It's, it's, just, it's just a different realm. And I remember as my parents and I were approaching the, 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 um, this neighborhood, I was scared. I remember seeing a couple of guys like, you know, with the tubes all over their face. Uh, uh, you know, two of them had a, you know, a guns with them. I was like, oh boy, I was really scared. I didn't know what to expect. And then all of a sudden, the guy, the main guy, the leader of the, of, of that neighborhood came out. His name was Benjamin. Benji, they call him Benji. It's like, can I help you guys? And I was like, dead. I think he's talking to you. And my daddy just started, you know, just, he's like, you know what? We're just here because we just wanted to tell you about the love of Jesus. Like, we don't, we, we are not armed. Like, we don't belong to any gang. We're just, we're just here to, to share about the grace and the love and the mercy of God to you. And he's like, what is that? Like, what do you have there? And my dad pulled out his, his Bible and he just started reading. He just started just reading the scriptures. And I kid you not. This grown man, this leader, this thought, when he began to hear the love of Jesus, this man that hurt many people actually got to kill people. All of a sudden, his eyes begin to water. And I will, I, I am never going to forget when this man asked my dad. Can you, can you tell me more about this guy, about this dude, Jesus? How come no one has ever told me about the things that he could do? You know, I've, I have heard many people. I have done the worst. I've done everything wrong. And inside of me, there was emptiness. There was hurt. There was shame. There was pain. But now you're telling me that he's willing to, to forgive me? Now you're telling me that he's willing to forgive all my past and make me new? Sir Holmes? He's like, yes. And my dad began to share the word of God to him. And right there, in the middle of the street, with all the gang members, with all the thugs, the meanest people I could probably ever met, that leader, he, would, he fell on his knees. He was willing to accept the love and the forgiveness of Jesus. He was all tattooed. He was actually really scary. All his clothes, baggy. I mean, it was crazy. He got saved 
on a Wednesday. On a Sunday, he showed up to church in a suit. His vocabulary changed completely. The way that he spoke changed completely. And he approached my dad. He's like, Pastor, I don't know what happened to me. Like, this is not me. This is not how I dress. I feel kind of weird. But something happened when I accepted Jesus into my life. It means something happens when I allow Jesus to change my heart. And in a matter of day or two, that man was changed forever. His life changed immediately. When that person came into an encounter with the living God, something happened to him. If you're here this morning... And you feel like your life or your sin has bringing you down. God can change you immediately now. I want to invite you just to close your eyes in this place. Oh, man. God is willing to do the impossible this morning. God is willing to do everything. He already did. But what about you? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone? Are you willing to put your faith to God? Maybe there's fear in your life. Perhaps there's doubt. Perhaps there's condemnation. There's shame. But right now, the love and the grace of the grace of Jesus has washed you clean right now. Man, I just I just feel from the Spirit to do something. Do we have any leaders in this place? Are there any leaders? Will you stand? If you're a leader, will you stand? Will you please stand? Man. And I'm just gonna ask just the leaders just to stand like to spread around this room. And this is what we're going to do. That woman stepped out of her comfort zone and he defeated, he overcame her fear because the need in her life was so great that she didn't care about people. She didn't care about her family. She didn't care about the people around her. She had a need and she was willing to do anything to have an encounter with Jesus. Whatever it might be going on in your life right now. God is giving you the chance for you to step out out of your comfort zone. And for you to go up to these leaders right here around this room. And you know what? They're not going to judge you. They're not going to think any less of you. They're here to love you. To support you. To pray for you. To encourage you. To walk the walk with you. Whatever might be going on in your life right now. This could be your day. This could be your morning. I want you to invite you just to step out of your chair and to reach out to these leaders. To be bold. To be courage. Faith has to become your fear. Because Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants to restore you. So we're going to worship. 
And I want you to just have the freedom just to walk to any of these leaders and just be honest with them. Ask them for prayer. And I know that the power of the Holy Spirit is in this place. And here's the law for you. So can we just can we just worship?